You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. And you know, and my family that actually did service. 
you know, because my uncle never went in the military. My father never went in the military. I considered the military and actually took the test to go into the Navy and would have been a Navy man, but then I came down with a stomach illness um, that wouldn't allow for me to go in. Like, if it would have happened after, you know, I went in, then I might would have been, you know, a Navy man. But mm-hmm. because I already had this this condition, they wouldn't take me. So it was what it was. You know, God does everything for the best. So I just accepted. I was a little upset at the time, but God does everything for a reason. And uh, neither one of my sons or my daughter wanted to do any military time. Even though my daughter is married to a Marine. So she will be heavily into, you know, she is heavily into the whole military thing. They stay at military housing and blah, blah, blah. But promise to anybody, and I do know somebody that's in Africa right now that's a military person that, you know, where, you know, we miss them and hope he does well and come home safe. Because with the mm-hmm. orange one and off, you never know what's going to happen. I know I didn't want to switch it to make it about the orange one. But everybody knows that Captain Cheeto's finger on the button right now, and he's just itching to pray. So anybody that, you know, just stay prayed up about what goes on in America. And just, yeah. you know, give our um, military brothers and sisters their due. And there was a video that went up on um, social media not too long ago about a, uh, a gentleman that um, was trying to get a military discount at a fast food place. And the lady behind him was trying to give him a hard time about it. It was like, really? I don't know if it was fake or if it was real, but if it was real, it was kind of messed up. Like, you know, you shouldn't disrespect anybody because they get a military discount. They deserve it. And I know I got off the beaten path with all that. I just thought I'd bring that up. Because, you know, they deserve whatever they, you know, they get mm-hmm. because they're keeping America. And I wanted to Piggyback off of something you said and ask you a question before, you know, it gets out of my head. You had said um, the military and how they fought, you know, women having rights to be able to vote and and Mm -hmm. women having rights to to get the same jobs. Do you feel as though you get a fair shake as a woman in America so they still don't get a fair shake, even though all this is happening. They do have a hand in everything, but they still don't get everything that they deserve as far as, you know, jobs and equal pay and promotions and this stuff as a female. Do you feel so? You like you definitely get a fair shake, or do you think these people, um, um yeah, we'll give you a picture. It, it really depends what, like, avenue I'm in or situation I'm in. Like, right now, you know, I work in the field of education, and that's predominantly female, so I'm pretty good there. Um, uh, when it comes to, like, sports and stuff, of course, I'm, you know, I got to prove myself and how much I know, um, but that's pretty much going to be, you know, forever because sports is, you know, you just equate it with male. Um, but I think for me it's not necessarily seeing hardships as a woman. It's seeing hardships as a black woman. So it's that extra little <laughs> that extra little label on there that kind of really puts it on for me. So you feel as though black women don't get a fair shake. It's not just women, but black women. 
Right. I'm not going to say we don't get a fair shake. I'm going to say we go through a lot more. I'm not, you know, arguing or I or debating it. I was just curious how you felt as a woman because I hear right, that a lot. Yeah, and, you know, you know, there's different. Um, you not pay attention. You know, there or whatever. And I noticed uh, when they had that women's march that a lot, a lot of women still feel as though that they don't get a fair shake. In definitely. America. Definitely. And I was it's definitely. It's, and you know, I'm young um, now. I'm still in my 30s, so um, who knows what's going to happen when I'm older and even more labels get, you know, put on me, like older, female, and black. So we'll see when I get there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> on the flip side of that, now in um, my job that I had, I worked with a you know a bunch of men and women. We all worked together, and we all got paid the same rate. I'm not saying we didn't get paid the same thing, but I don't feel as though we all got the same jobs because you. I think because like especially with me being my size, because I was a larger man, I always got somewhat dealt with as far as I had to lift the heavier things or move around a lot of the glass or whatever a lot of the heavier glass or do a lot of the heavier work because they didn't feel as though a woman would be able to carry the stuff. But I always said, like, well, if they get paid the same way we are, then they should be doing the same job. And it just right. started debate at work because it might have led to a lot of bit what happened to my knees as far as my knees breaking down because I was constantly lifting heavy stuff every day. I'm pushing mm-hmm. 200 pounds drums because they felt as though these women wouldn't be able to do it. There's always that same thing, like work the horse that works the hardest, and they beat the hell out this old horse. So, do you feel as though if if you're getting paid if you're getting paid the same amount as a man, you should be doing the same job? But do you feel as though they should be doing the same work? Do you think that woman a woman should be getting that exact same money that a man's getting, but lighter detail because they physically can't keep up? Uh, I mean. If they feel that they can, I mean, I don't really know how to answer that because I I don't see a woman maybe going for that job. I don't know. You know, I'm not really in their head, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they know what their, you know, limitations are. So when you're interviewing for a job or, you know, when you put in for a promotion or a job, you know, you're going to read the, the qualifications and the requirements. So if you know you can't lift 50 to 70 pounds, you know, you're most likely not going to apply for that job. So I, I don't know. But um, I'm a big education person. So, I mean, if the education is the same as a male um, you know, if your experience is the same as a male, definitely you should be getting paid um, the same amount of money. And if you have seniority, you know, you got to put in for that raise, and you should get it, and that's by law. True that. True that. Okay. Um, switching gears. Switching gears. Anything else you want to say on that subject? Nope. <laughs> uh, well, at the end of the day, we're all like in the same like 
boot of being like completely destitute at the blink of an eye. So, <laughs> you know, I hate you. <laughs> um, which is again, there's not too much going on, and um, sports. The NBA Finals starts this Thursday, so we get to see the epic match between Cleveland and Golden State. And I could give a rat's butt less to who is what. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch, but it is what it is at this point. I'm just curious on how the NBA flows with just does the king still stays on his crown or is it a new uh, king getting beaten something as far as Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. And I got sucked into a conversation yesterday that I had to step back and say, you know what, I'm the idiot for even going through this conversation. But, again, I'm talking to a family member, and they were saying how they was looking forward to Golden State winning the series. And I'm like, wait a minute. Just last year you were rooting for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Well, I want Golden State. Why? Because, you know, uh, 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 couldn't give me a, an example or couldn't give me an explanation. But all of a sudden, because you think Golden State's going to win this series, you're going to back Golden State. I mm. do not respect or have a tolerance for a bandwagon jumper. I really don't. Mm-hmm. So I these people cheer for Golden State and cheer for Cleveland, are a bunch of bandwagon jumpers. Because I would love for them to tell me, one of the teams, the teams line up from back in the 80s. Because I could tell you who was on Cleveland back in the 80s and 90s. I could tell you who was on Golden State back in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. But if you can't tell me that, then you're a bandwagon jumper. If you can't tell me who Joe Barry Carroll is, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Mitch Richmond, and these cats were, and if you can't tell me who Hot Rod Williams, Larry Dance, Mark, uh, uh, no, sorry, Ron Harper, and all these cats are. Wow. You are a bandwagon jumper. I respect you so much for that. <laughs> so you notice what I just did, right? I just went through Cleveland and Golden State yeah. back in the mid-'80s. I respect you so much. Craig Elo. Come on now. I'm a basketball fan. And even with knowing all that, I'm still a diehard Sixers fan. So when we do get good, all these cats, don't jump on the bandwagon, man. I'm going to call them all out. I'm going to call them out by name. And if Ooh. our radio gets any bigger than what it is, which we are working on, and if it does get any bigger, I'm calling everybody out by name. Do not jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm wrong, huh? <laughs> it should be okay. <laughs> they can call in and, like, you know, <laughs> argue. I would invite anybody now, anybody that's listening, <laughs> to have an opinion, 718-508-9883. Call in. If you want to discuss this, we can discuss it. We can discuss it. I have no problem with it. But um, that's as far as the NBA. 
tonight um, goes on, you know, the NBA Finals is on Thursday. NFL is still, you know, no NFL until August. Baseball is going full, you know, full course now. The Phillies ain't doing jack. No. Um, <laughs> I'll be like that, but I heard the Flyers got the number two pick in the draft. So, if you're a Flyers fan, you got to be excited about that. And quickly, um, the WWE has a pay-per-view, the stream rules. It's um, mm-hmm. June 4th. So, so what did you say? It's June 4th. Yes, June 4th, this Sunday. And the main event is a five-way for the um, whoever wins the five-way gets the number one tendership to wrestle Brock Lesnar, which I think is a Hoka – Crap! Because how come the heavyweight champion doesn't have to defend his belt in thirty days? Right. But it is what it is. This match is between Samoa Joe, Bray Wyatt, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. So I'm curious to how this is going to go. I'm curious if he's going to win the Wrestle Brock. I hope it's either Joe or um, Finn. But. Gotta see what how they feel about who you who would you like to see win that? Um, right now I'm a big Samoa Joe fan. Um, I kind of just want to see Finn Balor beat the mess out of Roman Reigns, and then Samoa Joe beat the mess out of everyone. But I saw a post that kind of disturbed me, and it said we're supposed to believe that five guys want to face Brock Lesnar, and I mean. I think those five guys are pretty formidable, you know what I mean? And to me, that kind of just lowers, you know, the name of all five of those guys. And right now, we saw Brock get beat up in like a minute by, you know, by Goldberg. So so that once it's like sharks smelling blood, you know, once they see a a vulnerable bait, of course they're going to go in, but... I see no reason why Samoa Joe can't go up against Brock. I see no reason why Bray can go up against Brock. Like, I, I just see it, you know. I, I agree. With, I agree with you saying. And after Goldberg beat Brock in a minute and something, that lowered Brock's uh, stock, just like you just said. So right. anybody can come and beat him now. Any man can beat him. What was that old thing they were saying? Any man with two hands can fight any day and beat whoever, whatever mantra they try to put on James Ellsworth. <laughs> That's what they try to do. But um, real quick, and then um, we're going to go to commercial, and then I have somebody coming up. I have a uh, guest calling in is uh, A.T. Sounds. He is uh, actor, producer, and director, and um, he has a couple of projects. That's going on that I want him to speak about And plus um, Also Anybody with a question Want to ask him anything about the entertainment business Call in 718-508-9883 Call in and um, You know just talk entertainment business And it's that in the form But real quick as far as um, The WWE goes There is a table for three That's being played tonight And I'm a fan of the table for three uh, series, and they got Jim Cornette with Eric Bischoff and Michael Hayes. 
And I saw a snippet of that today, and I'm like, yo, this is going to be really good because they got into it about about how Eric Bischoff treated WCW and how he treated um, Jim Cornette. Anybody that ever listened to Jim Cornette, I've been listening to a lot of Jim Cornette on uh, Facebook, I'm sorry, on YouTube, and he has a lot to say. And some of, a lot of the stuff he says I agree with, some of the stuff I disagree but I'm curious to where this is going to go. And I hope it doesn't turn into a big butt-kissing contest. I really want to see them hash it out as far as what happened in WCW back in the day. How do you feel about that, please? Um, You know, anything that is WWE produced, they're going to try to cut it and, you know, edit it and spin it the way they want to. So I, too, am excited to see, you know, that exchange between them two. I just hope, you know, it's really raw, and, no pun, um, and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> unfiltered. So we'll see. And with them having Michael Hayes, yeah, I hope Michael Hayes just don't sit back and um, watch the fire, the fireworks go. Like, he has to maintain some type of order to it, too. I just don't want to see right. two guys yelling at one another. Crap. Um, you know, them talk about what happened and then go from there. But um, let us take this quick commercial and then we will come back with our guest. This is Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 68. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com to keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. 
Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to TeddyScares.com. And be sure to become our friends at Facebook.com slash TeddyScares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. And we're back. Uh, Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 68. This is Big Daddy, joined by my beautiful co-host, Felicia Brown. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And I have a brother here who, um, first I'm going to do something that I want him to come on. Um, he's a good brother, A.T. Sounds. He hooked me up with my first commercial with the Sixers. Like, I did a bunch of stuff here for the uh, Sixers. This was, like, really huge when um, – he hooked me up, and then I got into a little accident, and I broke my ankle doing this thing. And this brother came down. He visited me, brought me stuff as far as when I was in the hospital as well as the rehab place, and we remained friends after that. And he's a really good dude, and I wanted him to come on and talk about all the projects he got. My man, A.T., what's going on, brother? What's going on, Big Daddy? Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Joy. I got my co-host here, Felicia Brown. Hello. Hi, Felicia. How are you doing today? Good, good. I had the pleasure of meeting you before, so it's good to see that you're well. I, I do remember, and it's a pleasure meeting you too, and thank you so much. First off, I want to say congratulations to you guys for your radio show and, and what you guys are doing out here. So just please keep up the great work. It's really important getting as many voices out there to tell, you know, tell the people's stories that might not get heard. And we need more people like you. So thank you guys for doing what you do. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. Like, I really appreciate what you did for me. So, you know, I'm always looking out, you know, for people who, you know, did for me, I'm going to do for them too. And I appreciate you calling in. I just wanted you to talk about all the different projects you got going on. And um, tell me what's going on. Okay, cool. Well, well, oh man. So, so we got we got a lot of different things going on right now. So, just a little bit about myself for the people that that might not know me. My name is At Sounds. I'm a screenwriter, a director, a film producer, as well as a music producer. So, pretty much my what my artistic style is is that I I write screenplays, I'll produce them, and then after I'm done with the production. I'll do the scores for them. So um, I actually started off as a music producer first. So just to kind of elevate my artistic, you know, vibes and things like that, trying to do the whole thing. And that's what I've been doing for a while. Um, So actually, um, you know, and that's how I met Big Daddy was we had him come on when we worked on the Philadelphia 76ers commercial since 7076. So 
you know, it was an honor to work with Big Daddy on that project. But what the cool the cool couple things that we got going on in 2017 is we just released a web series called Old Head. And you can actually find that on www.oldheadwebseries.com. Um, and that's out now online so people can digitally download that and watch that. And the next project that we're actually in production for right now, we're in the taping, is a new show that we got. It's called Who Wants to Star in a Movie? Now, now, Big Daddy, let me ask you, let me ask you a question. When I, if, if, if you know nothing about this show, if I ask you what do you think this show is about, what would you tell me the show is about? Somebody who, who wants, wants to, to star be... in a movie. Yeah, who wants to star in a movie? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So 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 what we realized is that there was a gap out there um on television. They had all these different reality shows and talent competitions for singers, for chefs, for models, for dancers, everything, but there was nothing dedicated to the actor and and for films and movies. And so we realized this and we said, you know what, why not why not create a show where we can really get all these fantastic actors that we've been meeting along the way and get them exposure. Because what we were doing is we were having different casting calls for our different productions. And I was running into so many talented actors here in Philadelphia that a lot of people might not have ever seen and might not ever see. So I didn't really want to keep in. I wanted to, you know, create something where it's like, okay, you know, maybe you might not be able to get this role, but at least if you can exhibit your skills and let people out there see it, who knows, maybe you can build your own fan base. Maybe somebody might take a liking for you. Maybe a casting director might see it. And now you're getting more exposure and, you know, to help you along your career. And that's what we wanted to do. So that's what this show is about. Where it's going to air on is a channel called Philly Cam, which is in the Philadelphia County, and it's going to be online as well. We'll put it on our website as well as YouTube and all the different platforms. We'll, we'll have the show up there when we're done with it. But what people will, where people will be able to get to see it is on Philly Cam in Philadelphia, which is on Comcast Channel 66 and Verizon Channel 29. And it's a fantastic show. Good, 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 good. Any yeah. questions for AT, uh, Felicia? I do, I do. Um, he said something that, you know, really struck me, and it's so true. He said, you know, thank you for putting voices out there that you may not um, hear. And mm-hmm. um, I heard that you're doing a lot, you know, online, and I just wanted to ask you, um, how beneficial and how important do you think having avenues such as like Netflix and you know YouTube and the internet um, out there as opposed to like mainstream television? How important do you think those things are to get you know um, underground music out there and like web series? How important do you think that these avenues are, and are you happy that you know they came about? Absolutely. Great question. Well, it's very important, and especially in today's climate. So everything now is getting all through, you know, our tablets, our cell phones, and things like that. That's why a lot of people are consuming a lot of content. And so with social media and all these different website platforms, these video content platforms, Facebook as well, um, what they provide is they provide a platform for the little guy like us, 
you know, the independent filmmakers and things like that. It gives us an avenue that we could promote our stuff and get it out to the masses, just like anybody else. You, but now what happens is, you know, a lot of it is how are you marketing on social media? How are you getting your content? Right. Are you know are you are you pushing it as hard every day or as little? Like what is your strategy when it comes to that? When it comes to marketing, but as far as just the platform and the the level playing field with everybody else, that's the beauty that social media has done in all these different video sites is that it's allowed us, you know, to have somewhere where we could all over the world. And, and that's beneficial because they, you know, back in the day, it would cost $200,000, you know, if you wow. wanted to make a, a 30 second commercial. And then on wow. top of that, then you, yeah, then you had to put it, then you had to pay money to get it on TV or, yeah. or what, you know, what, what not, or however you would get, get it distributed and stuff like that. Now you could do everything yourself. It's just really mm-hmm. about the strategy about how you go about it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely been very beneficial. Cool. Yeah, I know even like churches are like, you know, live streaming now to mm-hmm. get that message all around the world of, you know, different faiths and everything. So I appreciate what you do. Thank you for spreading it all over. I wish you nothing but the best personally from myself. Oh, well, thank you so much. And and likewise with you guys, you know, as being all creative people and independent, it's really important that we support each other and, you know, encourage each other. And I'm grateful for Big Daddy as well, because he's always encouraging. He's always supporting me. He's always telling me, you know, you can make it. You're going to make it. Keep doing your thing. And he sees things in me that I might not see in myself. So I'm really grateful for you guys as well. So thank you. No problem. No problem. But I know a little bit about your background behind this. And if you don't mind, I just want you okay. to share your background a little bit as far as where you're originally from. Okay, absolutely. You, you got you are now. Absolutely. So I was born in the Philippines. I was born on an Air Force base in the Philippines. My father was in the Air Force back in the day. And then from there, we moved to Guam. And so I went through middle school and high school. I lived in Guam. And then I came to Philadelphia when I was 17 because I played basketball in my past life. So I came out here uh, to, to go to a prep school. We were one of the top teams in the country. It was called Philadelphia Christian Academy. There was around maybe seven to ten players that was on my team that ended up going Division One. Um, you know, which is which is a high number. Yep. Very so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I ended up going to a little school in Florida called Bethune-Cookman. So it's at HBCU down south. I went there. I played basketball. I went there on a full scholarship. Mm. And so, yep, so basketball was my life at, at a certain point. But I think once I realized that I wasn't going to make it to the NBA, I had to kind of come up with a plan B and figure out being a pro at something else. And I had always been a creative artist. I, I'd been writing since a kid. I've always written, you know, um, God, just papers, stories, whatever I could write, I would, I would write. And so that's what kind of led me on this path as far as getting into the film stuff, because I had all this different content and stuff that I was creating just in my books and stuff like that. I was like, you know, how special it would be if I could just actually make these things happen. And then technology came along and, you know, cameras got a lot cheaper where you could start shooting stuff yourself. Uh, editing software was cheaper where, where you could start editing things yourself. And, you know, it really just opened the door for myself and a lot of different other independent filmmakers. 
to actually, you know, do their things. But that is kind of like a brief story of how I ended up getting to this position. That's like, that is so cool, you know, and, yeah. and, Thank and, you. and what I want to bring out in that, what you just said, anybody that's listening, you went one way and then you flipped it and made it work for you another way. And mm-hmm. my thing is to young people is when it's kind of like the old Brad Rabbit, when Brad Rabbit couldn't get through one hole, he found another way and found another mm-hmm. hole. And that's what you did. You started off playing, you know, in the basketball thing, but you used that opportunity to allow you to get to this opportunity. And you never know mm-hmm. what opportunity will, will, you know, God has for you later. Absolutely. And, well, you know, a, a lot of times it's about adapting. It's about adapting to yeah. the situations that, that we kind of get in. And, and you know, in today's generation, you got to be able to adapt because there's so many different things that's coming at you that if you kind of keep yourself in one place, you're, you're going you're gonna to miss the train. You know, if, exactly. if if you want to, yeah, if 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 you're a basketball player now, it's not just good enough to be a basketball player in the NBA. You know, you might get a podcast, you might start mm-hmm. your own your own sneaker line. You know, you might you might endure, start your own drink company, water company, or di- you know different things. That you can't just allow yourself to just be in just one hole. You got to actually you know spread out and be able to adapt to whatever situation is that you're in. Definitely. Another question. Another yes. question for you. How important, and I want this, I'm stressing this towards the younger people, anybody younger that's listening, how important is this for you, was it for you, I should say, to, I'm trying to put this in the best words, but I'm going to use my vernacular, so excuse me, but how important <laughs> was it for you to keep your hustle going, to keep the grind going, and keep going to where, you know, you see like at the end of the tunnel, because a lot of young people, well, start yeah. doing something. As soon as it gets a little hard, important was it for you not to quit, but to keep your grind going to where you are right now? It's very important, and and it and it's still important to where I'm at now. And and the reason why is because we can we have two choices in life: we could get down or we could lay down. You know, and and, and that's a saying. Yeah, I got that from State Property, but it's a real saying. It's actually like if you want to actually do something, you could have you can actually go forward and try to do it, or you could just actually quit and give up. And you know, that's not in me. And I would hope that a lot of the listeners out there, the younger listeners, that wouldn't be in them as well. I kind of this is the best analogy that I would kind of give myself in the situation that I'm at because I'm nowhere near where I want to be or nowhere near mm-hmm. where I'm going to be in the future, but I'm still going. So I look at it like you're trying to swim it, swim to the end of the lake. So you jump in the water and you're trying to swim all the way to the end of the lake. You make it halfway and you look back and you're like, man, I'm too tired. I don't think I can make it all the way to the end. So your choice is, do you drown? Do you swim the halfway back? Or do you just keep swimming until you make it to the end? And that's kind of the way that I look at everything. It's like, okay, I don't, I done made it this far. There's no point in me just giving up and drowning because I may never make it back. There's no point in me swimming back because if I swam that halfway down here, I might as well just keep swimming so I can make it to the end. And that's really the way I visualize everything. It's just like, okay, I, I, I have a vision 
God wouldn't give me this vision if he didn't want me to have it because I could be great at anything. I can do anything, you know, and, and that's why God gives us these visions and things like that. But I think it's really our decision and our choice. Do we keep going through it when times get tough? Because even, you know, in, in nowadays, everything isn't kosher. Everything it doesn't just work out. You got to, you got to put in a lot of effort and a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of hustle, honestly, but when you really love what you do and there's there's a true sense of passion for what it is that you're doing, you keep going. You really, really keep going because if I wasn't doing this, I don't know what else I'd be doing. I wouldn't feel complete. When I'm actually in my craft, when I'm writing, when I'm out there directing, when I'm working with talent, when I'm doing so many different things in this arts field, that's when I feel the most alive. You know, mm. it's not about the money because when you're independent mm. and you're doing this, you're actually spending more money than you're making. So, yeah. so there's actually a true, genuine love for what it is that you do. So, so I encourage the younger listeners out there that if there's something out there that you really want to do and accomplish, go for it. Don't be afraid to fail. Keep pushing. You never know where things can, where things can go in life. But if you're really true to it and you really believe in yourself and you have faith, it will work out. It always works out. There, there's a saying, everything will work out in the end. And if it hasn't worked out, then it's not yet the end. So you got to keep mm. going. Yeah. Any more um, questions, Felicia? No, I just really love that last analogy because, you know, if you swim the halfway back, like you said, you know, you might as well just keep going. But a lot of people do swim that halfway back for purposes of feeling safe or doing what everybody else is doing. So I thank you for, you know, keeping forward and swimming the rest of the way and, you know, kind of stepping outside of a box and stepping outside of a norm um, and trying new things and being inventive. So I just encourage everybody to keep swimming forward, just like you said. Thank you. And, and, you know, that's our plan. Our plan is, you know, we want to keep pushing the culture forward. We want to do things that's going to make the world a lot of a, a, a little bit better than before we got here. You know, and that's kind of why we do that. that. You know, they say the people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. And that's yeah. really what we want to do. We want to we want to be able to make the world a lot of a, be, a, a little bit better than what it is right now. And And so that's what keeps us going. So thank you so much, and and and, and you guys as well. I appreciate thank you. appreciate you calling in, bro. Um, Absolutely. Any, um, like anybody that wants to contact you, ask you about the uh, who wants to be a movie star thing, or any like anything coming up. Is there any way they can contact you? At- Yep, absolutely. So we so first off, you know, if every everybody out there that's listening, please go check out our website. That's www.higherthan7.com and that's the number 7. So that's h i g h e r t h a n the number 7.com. You could go on our website, you can see a lot of the stuff that we're doing there. We have all our content from film, music, sports, different things like that. Um you can find me on social media on Facebook, AT Sounds, and that's a sounds with a Z. So it's A-T-S-O-U-N-D-Z, and on Instagram as well. So I'm on both of that. And also another cool thing that we got coming up, every year we, we do a little fundraiser that we do down at the Hank Gather Center. And so we bring this really cool game um, called Full Court 21, which was invented by 
a radio DJ and from New York. His name is Bobito Garcia. Fantastic dude. Um, and so some of your listeners might know him because he was actually started one of the first rap radio shows in New York City with another DJ named Stretch Armstrong. So Bobito has this game called Full Court 21, and we're going to be having this game um, in Philly on July 12th. 5 p.m. So all you basketball lovers out there that think y'all got game, come on out to the Hank Gathers Center on 25th and Diamond in Philadelphia and have a great day of, of hooping and meeting people and everything that we raise, we give back to the community center so we can buy the kids uniforms and shirts like that. So it's a really good thing that we got going on. So that's another event that you could look forward to. That's excellent. And I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to tell you now that Big Daddy will be in the house that day. Well, Big Daddy, you better be in the house. I would love to have her come with me. Yeah, sure. It would be great for y'all to come down. We would love to have y'all come down. And you could maybe wear your Sixers shirt or something, and then, you know, know, (laughs) streak the fans or something like that. Give them a little little (laughs) show. You know, (laughs) we, we we could use a good time. It's always a good time. You notice I said Big Daddy would be there. I didn't say James would be there. I said Big okay, Daddy. Okay, Big Daddy. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to have Big Daddy there. Okay. All right. So then I know what it is. <laughs> then I know yeah. what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my yeah. We're going to let you go, bro. Okay. appreciate you. Or then I love you. You know you know how we are. Love you. I you already you know. Time out your day to do what you do, and I got one more question for you. Then I'm gonna let you go. Absolutely, sure. In the finals, Cleveland or Golden State? <sighs> Ooh, that's a tough one, man. See, you put me on the spot, but but I'm I'm going with Cleveland because I'm a real LeBron fan. Always been a Brown fan, oh, and I'm riding with Brown. You know, and no no disrespect to the Warriors. You know, they got a great team. I love all the players that's on the Warriors, but I'm. Like I've I've been riding with Bron, so I'm I'm not gonna stop in, and and I think with this finals we're actually gonna see LeBron take it up another level, and people are just really gonna witness the greatness that he is, and it's gonna be special. So I'm excited about it, but I'm going with Cleveland. All right, then, brother, I'm gonna okay. do it. All right now. Okay. Thank you so much. I just Thank look you up on both Instagram and Facebook, so look for me on there too. Um, thanks again for calling, and we're just so proud of you and happy for you. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. And you guys keep up the great work, okay? And you do the same. Too, thank you. Thank you. All right, now take care. Bye. That was a great Why call. Why gotta ask people? Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a great call. I love to hear. People inspire other people, and that's why I wanted to bring him on because I knew a little bit of his backstory as far mm-hmm. as being born overseas, and then the fact that when he left out, which I'll say now, and I hope he don't get too mad, but he left his parents at seventeen, mm. go to that prep school to you understand to further his wow, basketball yeah. career. So he went out on his own at the age of seventeen. And it ain't too many people that's able to do that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have left my parents at 17. Right. I left my parents at 23, but not at 17. So he's a real good brother. Like I said, when I was down, he was one of the – of course you were. Like you were – I'm talking to you, Valicia. You really came out and supported me when I was down. 
but he came out too. Uh, he hooked me up with that whole Sixers commercial, which, you know, which was huge. And I got broke off pretty good for it. I'm um, just leave that. But, um. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome really, because, you you know, you see everything that he's doing and it just is a testament to your character, you know, people coming out to see you, so. Yeah, and I appreciate him. And I appreciate anybody, you know, that's that's willing. Like I said, you do for me, I do for you, and that's how it should be in this business. It shouldn't be people trying to cut mm-hmm. each other's throat. And this and the point, but that's what you start to see after a while. Everybody who says they're your friend aren't your friends. So right. he's a good friend as well as you're a good friend, and I appreciate both of you. And I just want him to see, you know, see him keep going far and some future projects he he has going on. You know, Big Daddy will be a part of and. I don't want to say too much now, but we're really going to be, you know, doing a lot of things. So, yes. we'll see what the future holds as far as him, me, you, as far as Alicia Brown, and the whole Big Daddy, Hard Talk, Shoot to Be franchise. So Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, what would you say while I'm making them choose? Between the- yeah, why you got to ask everybody about these busted finals? Playoffs. It's a topic, man. You got to bring it up. You know, it's going to go down, and everybody's going. To uh, I'm predicting now, and this is my prediction. I'm not saying this is my prediction. This is going to be one of the highest rated, uh, most watched championship, most watched finals in NBA history. I'm telling you now, I, this is going to be the most watched because it's I think it's watch. disgusting. I think it's disgusting. It reminds me of uh, last year's election where you were pretty much screwed picking either side. <laughs> yeah, either way you screwed with this one. But um, it's going to be really highly watched. That. Everybody's coming into this thing healthy. Everybody in Golden State is healthy. Everybody in Cleveland is healthy. No excuses. So they got to go in there and ball out. And plus, Vinny thinks it's real fun. They can't lose one game the entire playoffs. They swept through the entire West like a hot yep. So they should be really rested. Anyway, we already talked about that. We're going to do movie reviews. You know, MGM is going to sue us one day for you doing that. And I don't know if we yet have the funds to cover that lawsuit. Please. So. <laughs> I have no funds to cover Eminem. So I don't know where the MGM comes from. Um, first thing we're going to do is Aliens Covenant. This is a part of the Aliens franchise. And um, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. It told more of the story than Prometheus did. And like I had to go mm-hmm. back and watch Prometheus and watch Prometheus and Alien Covenant kick Prometheus in the ass. Prometheus wow. really didn't explain too much. But um Alien Covenant really explains a lot. And um and it still left a couple of holes here and there, so expect another movie after this. But um it was really good, really good actors. It told the story. It wasn't too gross or gory or, you know, like the other Alien movies, there's a bunch of people getting killed and blood all over the place. This one, 
There's a lot of blood, a lot of violence. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> a lot of blood, a lot of violence, but it told about the architects and how civil, 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 ah, crap, civilization <laughs> actually came around. And I just thought it was really well put, and I'm just curious to where they go from here. I give it, I give it a three booties. I give it a three. Mm. I call it three. What's your opinion, Felicia? Um, I'm going to give it a three point five. You know, it's always good to have like a non-biased person come in and see something. I'm not really a big space movie fan. Um, my uncle used to make me look at the alien movies back in the day and, you know, I, I just never really took to them. So it was good to kind of have some fresh eyes and someone that really didn't know what was going on, watch it. And, you know, I liked it. I liked the message, um, that it put across about, you know, about pretty much humans messing everything up and <laughs> I, I, I liked it. It was cool. Um, I don't know if I would go see whatever is next, but <laughs> I liked it. Did you get it? I said I opened it up. I said a three, three, five. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. I'm sorry. Okay. Next movie is Baywatch. This uh-huh. movie starred Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Jack Efron. And I came into this movie, okay, I'm going to be honest. When I first see the trailers, I said, hell no. Yeah. I said, hell no. I ain't going to go see this. It's going to be trash, blah, 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 blah. But all of saw the trailer a couple different times. I said, you know what? Maybe I might check it out. So a lazy, slow Saturday. <laughs> but, you know, there's nothing else to do. Pirates of the Caribbean is going to kick everybody in the ass. It might not be too many people going in to see this movie. I'm going to go check it out. So I went to go check out Baywatch, and it was a funny movie. Yeah, I it think was. this is one of the better rock, sorry, Dwayne Johnson movies. Zach Efron is a funny dude. For the ladies, it was a lot of eye candy between The Rock taking his shirt off and doing a bunch of flexing and half-naked running up the beach, as well as Zach Efron. There was a seat in there where he was doing where he was doing um, some type of ninja ninja warrior course and his muscles was flexing and stomach and abs. <laughs> and there's a bunch of teenage girls and men, as well as men going crazy right about now. Oh, my but, gosh. Uh, it was a very fun movie. Um, if you like, you know, a little gross humor here and there, the, the plot was pretty much predictable. But you had to go in there looking at the original TV show wasn't the greatest show, right? It was a kid. It was a you know. It was just. It was funny to me because you noticed it was just a bunch of jokes. It was a couple cameos. It was a cameo with um, David Hasselhoff and Pamela Anderson, which I thought was great because they deserved to be in it. And that's where I think Chips messed up. And I'm not spinning off what I'm saying. Just real quick, Chips messed up because Chips didn't have any original actors. From the TV series in their movie, and that's why wow. they like Dog and set in the stank. Baywatch probably would make some money because you had some people from the original cast show up, and Pamela Anderson looks good, mm-hmm. you know, movie magic or whatever. But she looked good, and everything that happened to David Hasselhoff after 
through Baywatch. It was good to see him back up and acting again. You know, he was he battled alcoholism um, for a brief minute, but it looked you know he looked good. You know, he's older now, but he looked great and he was there. He's in the movie and everything was good. So I gave that. I originally I'm gonna stick with what I gave. I gave it a two point five boost. If I could split that in a little bit, I'll say two point seven five. <laughs> because it was, it was. I thought it was a good movie, it was entertaining. And if it comes on, when it does come out on cable, I will sit and watch it again. Hmm. I agree with that. I agree. I originally gave it a three, but I've been realized that I can't give, you know, a movie that's pretty much part of a legendary series. Alien a 3.5, and in this movie it's 3. So I want to give it a 2.5. Um, you know, being wrestling fans like us, we already had a preconceived notion of it because, of course, everybody in the wrestling community was talking about, you know, the Rock's new movie. Um, and they were just comparing it to the original TV show. And like you said, the TV show, it was a goof. I mean, even the cameos by Pam Anderson and um, – Whatever his name is, I forget his name already. <laughs> David Hasselhoff, yes. Um, they were funny, you know. They did funny bits in there. They were pretty much spoofing the show, you know, Pam in slow motion and, and yeah, Hasselhoff with, yeah, with the sandals and everything. So um, they were pretty much spoofing their own show, and it reminded me of the 21 Jump Street movies, yeah. how, you yeah. know, they Oof, 21 Jump Street, and I'm a huge 21 Jump Street um, show fan because, of course, I'm a big Johnny Depp fan. So, I mean, he was in it. They had Booker in it, so and they had the captain in it. So, you know, of course, it's going to be funny. And you're right. They watched wasn't the greatest TV show, but we still watched it. So I don't know what people were expecting it to be, but The Rock said that it was going to be a funny movie his raunchy humor, and that's exactly what it was. It was just funny, raunchy, uh, a good way to spend, you know, a three-day weekend for Memorial Day. And people just need to relax a little bit, you know what I mean? We have a joke of a president, so why not watch a joke movie? Just had to put that in there. But but you're right, though. You're absolutely right. I'm being so damn stupid. boys are. And that's pretty much fanboy logic. But um, you got another review. I didn't see this movie, but you did. So go ahead and knock it out the Why movie. didn't you see this movie? Why? Because I'd rather <laughs> watch Pink Fly. I'd rather watch the hair of my ears. But you saw it. Whatever. So go ahead Whatever. I took the girls out. And we watched the movie Everything, Everything. Um, you might have saw the previews for it. It wasn't that many previews on TV. It was more so online. And actually, it's not being shown in all the theaters, which kind of bothers me. Um, the movie Everything, Everything is actually originally a book. And, you know, they say the books are always better than the movies. But I'm actually hearing a lot of reviews saying that the movie did a better job. Um, me, I did not read the book, but now I want to go back and read it because of the movie. I thought it was a really good movie. Anybody that, you know, knows my interests and media knows that I like, you know, the young adult. Um, (laughs) 
the young adult movies, um, the youth, you know, fiction and all that stuff. Um, so that's exactly what it was. If you like movies like The Notebook and Dear John and all that, um, go see everything, everything. It reminds me of my favorite movie, A Walk to Remember, um, also a Nicholas Sparks film um, and book. Um, but, yeah, I give it a, um, a 3.5. It was really cute. Um, the actors aren't that known in it, so that gives them a chance to grow. So I liked it. It was really cute. I'm not going to give anything away because you think you know the plot. You see a sick girl and she falls in love with a guy. You think something's going to happen, but you'll be surprised at the end, so. Go see it. Let's go see it, Big Daddy. Let's just see it again. No? Uh, Fine. No. Like my man Buddy would say, uh, sorry, Doc. Um, (laughs) So we're going to put a bow on this show and wrap it up and send it home. I appreciate AT Sounds for calling into the show today. Love you, brother. He wants... If you're still listening, call in whenever you like. We appreciate it. Or you know I'll hit you up. Uh, We'll be back again next week. Any last words, Felicia? No, everyone. Keep enjoying your, hopefully, your day off. Remember, it's not just a day of, you know, getting drunk and eating. It's a day of remembrance. So please remember, have a great week, everyone. Till next time. Raw tonight, SmackDown tomorrow, TNA on Thursday, Table of Three tonight, Eric Bischoff, Jim Cornette. I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, Be safe. Keep it classy. There's three different types of people in the world, those who don't know what happened those who wonder what happened, and people like Big Daddy, Felicia Brown, AT Sounds, and anybody out there that's listening to everybody who loves the show that makes things happen. God bless you all. Have a great week. See you June 5th. Bye, everyone. <laughs>